Chapter Sixteen of Armand Durand by Rosanna Le Proan. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bruce Peary. What a triumphant day that was for Delima when, after having wearily travelled with her husband over half the city in search of some habitation that came up to her ideal standard, they found a cottage at a low rent in Saint Joseph Street containing the requisite number of cupboards and closets with the small veranda in front which she regarded as indispensable then when armand who had the usual masculine aversion to shopping put a well-filled purse into her hand before leaving for the office giving her carte blanche to lay it out according to her own discretion how joyous and exultant she was her first step of course was to go in search of mrs martel and that matron successively drove the clerks of at least a dozen different stores to the verge of desperation by pricing haggling depreciating the goods displayed before her and altering her mind several times before she concluded any bargain her assistance however was invaluable to the embryo housekeeper but for her prudent interference the latter guided by the same tastes which directed her purchases in dress would have invested the three-quarters of her capital in an expensive carpet embellished with lilies and roses and a set of drawing-room furniture to match as unsuited to their circumstances as were her own silks and laces on mrs martel's angrily asking what she would buy the stove and kitchen requisites with she consented with a heavy sigh to satisfy herself with something less costly whilst discontentedly surveying the sober though comfortable looking drugget and plain chairs and table chosen by mrs martel the latter sharply whispered tis somewhat of an improvement my girl on the bare floor and the wooden chairs and settle of the best room in the old farmhouse at st laurent the bride who in the midst of her new-found grandeur had almost succeeded in banishing such reminiscences as she did the thought of the aged work-worn grandfather who had brought her up coloured deeply and determinedly closed her lips never opening them again till they had left the store there were several days of such shopping but at length all the chattels came home the furniture was placed and the bride and bridegroom took possession of their new abode delima was triumphant armand contented because she was so and mrs martel who had considerately invited herself to tea under pretext of starting the young housekeeper fairly on her way majestic and complacent as though to say all my work difficulties however soon beset the path each day brought with it a discovery more or less unwelcome first the kitchen swarmed with beetles and cockroaches and delima was so much afraid of these specimens of entomology that her shrieks were heard re-echoing through the house every time she descended to that region the most approved method of getting rid of the plague was of course at once adopted though only with partial success next the chimney smoked in the most capricious manner sometimes on the changing of the wind to certain quarters threatening armand and his wife with the fate of the inhabitants of pompeii in the shape of clouds of ashes whirled in their faces with masses of pungent smoke as they sat beside their fireside a recollect 
chimney cowl partly mended this and their attention was then called to another grievance the roof in one part of the house badly leaked and the moisture had slyly trickled down into the sacred closet where delima's splendid holiday silk was suspended and had elaborately streaked and spotted it all over like an arabesque scroll these misadventures were repaired by the mending of the roof and the purchase of another dress fate had not yet finished its persecutions for the cellar was now invaded by rats before the horror of whose presence the terror inspired by the beetles faded into nothing into this latter stronghold of the enemy delima would never venture alone so armand had to accompany her on pilgrimages for the materiel of their meals till he felt he would almost prefer living on anchorites fare bread and water if it would free him from the migratory state into which he was plunged whenever he crossed the threshold of his abode a cat was procured but she confined her exertions to robbing the pantry and breaking an unimaginable amount of delf till she became more destructive than the rats themselves meanwhile how did delima's housekeeping thrive did her husband find the reality come up to the golden visions she had previously indulged in the fact was that bewildered by the appalling discoveries of each successive day and distracted by plans and conjectures for remedying these evils armand scarcely noted that the cakes were solid and heavy the meats burned or rare according to the strength of the fire and the soups an indescribable mixture of greasy fluid with lumps of half-raw vegetables swimming complacently through it when the young husband alluded which he only did at rare intervals to these phenomena delima indignantly asked how could she cook anything well beset by all sorts of horrors as she was and blinded stupefied by smoking chimneys and leaking roofs the argument seemed good at least armand chose to take it as such and he proposed remedying all their troubles by procuring additional aid in the shape of a girl whose equanimity would be proof against the terrors which exerted so powerful an influence on the nerves of delima the latter willingly assented to his proposal and arrayed again in silken raiment bejewelled and beringed the young wife felt very important and dignified issuing orders to her handmaiden but alas lisette was somewhat susceptible and a lively warfare was soon inaugurated between mistress and maid delima who had no idea of what true dignity consisted in endeavoured to make up by arrogance and constant fault-finding for the want of that calm justice and perfect self-command so necessary to those whose lot it is to govern every evening now when the hapless husband arrived at home instead of that light feminine chit-chat which is a very pleasant thing in its time and place or that perfect repose and quiet which often renders a domestic hearth equally agreeable he had to listen to wearisome repetitions of lisette's shortcomings and of the series of outrages she had inflicted on her much enduring mistress 
why do you not send her away then and get another would armand ask distractedly running his hand through his thick wavy locks till they stood almost on end but that did not suit mrs durand she knew lisette was an excellent servant industrious hard-working and honest and she only wanted the luxury of grumbling mrs martel's visits became more and more frequent meanwhile and her appearance at their social board a thing of more frequent recurrence the species of shamefacedness which she had displayed during her first visits soon disappeared and gave place to tirades against the incompetency and uselessness of lisette interspersed with occasional hints intended for the reproof or edification of the head of the establishment one day that the two ladies were discussing the demerits of the much-tried domestic the kitchen door purposely left open in order that she might profit of this candid analysis of her character lisette burst impetuously into the room informed its occupants that it was easy seeing they were not used to having servants that she lisette who had lived with real ladies before she came to them could tell they were upstarts and that she would not spend another night with them for any consideration hereupon her young mistress recovering from the state of breathless amazement into which this onset had thrown her sternly informed the excited abigail that if she carried her threat of leaving on such short notice into execution she would not only forfeit her month's wages but would also receive a character that would prevent any one else employing her the girl independently replied that when she wanted a character she would apply to one of the real ladies she had lived with before the commencement of this exciting scene armand had hastily retreated into the inner room and closed the door but of course the voices of the disputants penetrated full and clear through all intervening obstacles he was not surprised therefore when lisette shortly after made her appearance and having briefly stated that she could not remain in the place any longer asked for her wages having overheard all the provocation that had led to this outburst durand paid her demands without remark and shortly after on glancing out of the window beheld her bundle in hand passing out into the street a moment after delima rushed breathlessly into the room followed soon by mrs martel surely armand you did not pay her for this month yes why not why not did you hear all the insolence she gave me you did you say and you can ask why not armand durand you have not the spirit of a man or you would not have sat tamely there whilst your wife was insulted and abused and then have paid the wretch who did it here mrs martel groaned aloud but you were two to one against her answered armand and certainly well able for your adversary ah so not content with encouraging her by your silence paying her the wages she had forfeited you take her part too angrily questioned the young wife a louder and more indignant groan from mrs martel and a cough evidently preliminary to her taking active part in the engagement at which armand hastily caught up his hat and muttering something about other business to attend to left the house the business thus vaguely alluded to consisted in strolling about for an hour or so 
till it was time to return to the office where he took his seat mentally congratulating himself on having such a sure and tranquil asylum as the hour of departure arrived and he was gathering up almost unwillingly some books and papers he wished to take home with him he was inexpressibly surprised by seeing the well-dressed but old-fashioned figure of tante francoise entering at the door she had come to town on unexpected business and knowing she would find armand at his office had called there so as to have his escort to his new abode for delima in the first flush of gratitude consequent on the magnificent donation which had enabled them to commence housekeeping had insisted pertinaciously on mrs ratelle's promising that she would make her home with them whenever she should come to town on arriving with his companion at the comfortable little cottage in st joseph street armand opened the door with his latch-key inwardly tormented by strong misgivings as to the frame of mind he would find his young wife in after the exciting scenes of the day the reality however he was totally unprepared for the fires were out and the rooms empty and deserted delima having gone out with mrs martel after previously concerting with the latter to punish her husband for his contumacy by spending the evening from home and leaving him to the resources of bachelor skill everything was in the condition it had been in at the commencement of hostilities the furniture disordered the carpet littered with crumbs scraps of thread paper whilst the door leading into the kitchen which stood half open afforded a view of a table piled with unwashed dishes an ashes-strewn hearth and an unswept floor the shock this spectacle inflicted on aunt francoise with her unbounded love of order and housewifely neatness was indescribable armand mortified and confounded muttered something about delima having been obliged to go out with her cousin mrs martel their servant having suddenly left the keeping of a domestic was a new revelation to his spellbound companion and then prayed her to sit down whilst he lighted a fire the one sole branch of domestic economy he had a clear idea of silently she assented and as her eye wandered from the slight handsome figure of her nephew bending over the sullen fire to the confusion and discomfort throned as it were all around her her thoughts went back to the early married life of armand's father and her own repining at the choice he had made as far as regarded domestic comfort or good management there was a strange similarity apparently between the lot of father and son but there she acknowledged to herself with a sinking heart the resemblance ended the gentle loving genevieve would never have left her husband surrounded by discomfort and confusion to seek amusement for herself elsewhere at least if she had not acquired the art of keeping her home in that exquisite order which renders the poorest hut attractive she was always there to welcome him on his return with her soft sweet voice and loving looks and smiles mrs ratelle had once fearlessly expressed to her brother her unqualified disapprobation of the system or rather the want of it that reigned in his household 
for strong in his passionate love for his wife and in that wife's entire devotion to himself he could bear to hear bitter or unpalatable truths but what tower of strength had armand to shelter him looking in his worn saddened face and recalling all that she had heard all that she herself had seen the answer arose within her own aching heart none none ah by not one word of criticism or censure however loudly called for would she add one feather's weight to the burden that already weighed so heavily on him and when he came towards her saying with forced cheerfulness at least tante francoise if we have no supper we shall have a good fire she quickly rose to her feet and smiled pleasantly as she answered but indeed nephew armand we shall have both having divested herself of her outdoor habiliments she took up a towel lying on a chair near and after carefully pinning it so as to protect her dress and fastening back the muslin strings of her cap exclaimed now you shall see that la vieille tante has not forgotten her olden craft notwithstanding her nephew's remonstrances she entered with alacrity on the task of reducing the chaos that reigned in the kitchen to order it was soon done and not very long after a comfortable supper of hot toast ham and eggs the household larder was well stocked laid on the table during the course of the meal she cheerfully questioned him about his prospects expressing her satisfaction that he was pursuing his law studies so closely but little very little said she concerning his domestic affairs once only after a long silence she laid her hand softly on his and whispered as she looked wistfully in his face armand my son i fear you are not happy he made no reply beyond kindly pressing her hand and slightly averting his face silence then fell on both again and it lasted till a knocking at the door aroused them armand opened it and his young wife with a half sullen half defiant look on her beautiful face entered how do you like bachelor housekeeping she questioned tartly you had so much sympathy for lisette that tante francoise is here he gravely interrupted confused and ashamed delima hastily turned and as she embraced mrs ratelle the latter icily enduring not returning the salute muttered something about being sorry she had not known that she was coming as she would have returned early to give her supper why child should you show more attention or kindness to me than you do to your husband his claims on you are far greater than mine the pretty mouth pouted the smooth young brow contracted and with a slight toss of her head she turned away to undress how little had poor tante francoise thought in those long past days when she bore so severely on genevieve's miserable housekeeping that a time would come when she would recall with aching yearning her loving smiles and gentle ways feeling they almost atoned for all other deficiencies repining however was useless and she resolved on avoiding all verbal expressions of it two days more she passed with the young couple for she had business in town that compelled her to remain 
and during that time she saw enough of delima's management and of armand's domestic felicity to make her wish that she had never come her parting with the bride was rather a stormy one she told her in quiet stern tones how deficient she found her in all the qualities that constituted a good wife plainly intimating that future favors and presents would depend entirely on the amendment of delima's conduct and then when the latter waxed warm and impertinent aunt ratelle held her peace and quietly left the house rodolphe belfond occasionally called to see his early college friend but on all such occasions the young wife instead of leaving her husband and visitor to enjoy a talk together always joined them dressed with elaborate elegance and with her silly chatter and still more absurd affectation contrived to render the visit wearisome to host and guest at other times when under the influence of ill-temper she contrived to make matters equally unpleasant by scolding in a raised key at the much enduring successor to lisette or bustling in and out with a great display of brushing dusting and cleaning endeavouring to make her two victims feel uncomfortably awake to the impression that they were greatly in the way fortunately belfond was not much troubled with shyness or oversensitiveness so he generally sat on unmoved and unruffled in the midst of the storm and thinking whilst he calmly contemplated the irate countenance of delima how quickly and thoroughly he would tame that beautiful shrew if he were in his friend's place marvelling all the while at the latter's weakness but pitying whilst he condemned him care of however a deeper sort was beginning to brood over the young household the money given by mrs ratelle had been spent with a lavish thoughtlessness which that worthy lady had never contemplated the only branch of usefulness which delima possessed in any degree was the knowledge of her needle and in that she certainly excelled but even though dresses mantles and all the dainty little articles of ornament in which she so much delighted as well as her husband's sewing or mending were all done by herself that one branch of economy could not atone for the utter want of system or good management which pervaded every other department of household government when the young wife asked for money armand at once gave it to her generally without inquiring for what it was wanted lest his doing so should bring on an altercation but when the constant inroads thus made on their little fortune had terribly diminished it and he began to enlarge on the fact and on the consequent necessity for economy she paid but little heed mentally reassuring herself with the thought that when their purse was empty they could apply to tante francoise when this time came and delima without consulting her husband privately wrote to mrs ratelle an epistle portraying in the most vivid terms their destitution and which notwithstanding the intense study and application it had cost her was nevertheless a marvel of bad grammar and orthography the answer soon came short sharp and decisive mrs ratelle had already given them a sum sufficient if managed with proper care to place them above the necessity of applying for assistance for a much longer period 
mrs durand must learn to be less extravagant in her dress and household expenditures before she could extend to her farther help there was an expression of surprise too that young mrs durand who must necessarily have been brought up in habits of the strictest economy should find it so difficult now to practise them in the first burst of anger excited by this frank communication delima showed it to her husband but she was unprepared for the bitterness with which he upbraided her for having taken such a step without consulting him and for the want of proper pride or dignity which had suffered her to make the appeal little by little that part of the sum which was destined through the interest drawn from it to afford them a small annual income was expended some of it having been devoted by armand much against his wife's will to paying off various trifling debts contracted during the first months of their marriage and with poverty thus close at hand retrenchment was imperatively called for the servant was dismissed the expenses of dress and table diminished and delima changing at once from one extreme to the other degenerated from an overdressed puppet into a tawdry slattern of course character too participated in this change for the worst and frowning discontented looks and weak wearisome repinings over her miserable destiny were now alone heard in our hero's unhappy home mrs ratel's customary new year's gift of fifty pounds arrived in time to shield them from actual want and armand after desperate efforts procured some copying to do which brought him a trifling pittance in return for hours of close unremitting toil when his office hours were over one by one many superfluous household articles some of which need never have been purchased at all were disposed of to supply present necessities and over each sacrifice of this kind delima would grieve and lament as if it were the severing of one of her heart-strings mrs martel now a constant visitor at the cottage would join vigorously in these lamentations shaking her head over and over again and pitifully murmuring oh my poor poor delima till durand felt at times as if he would go distracted on one occasion that the young wife had been unusually loud in her complaints and her female relative equally so in her condolences armand reduced them to utter silence by turning on the visitor and informing her the best thing she could do for the happiness of all parties would be to take delima back with her and keep her till he had a wealthier or pleasanter home to offer her but this outburst was a rare event and the moral influence it exerted soon passed away leaving his feminine adversaries again victors of the field whilst bearing up as best he could against the adverse circumstances surrounding him one day yielding to discouragement and despair the next renewing his resolves to battle bravely with his fate and conquer it if possible a messenger arrived from alonville bidding him hasten thither immediately as mrs ratel had been struck by paralysis and now lay at the point of death of course armand grieved shocked prepared to start without a moment's delay but delima willingly availed herself of the excuse afforded by bad roads and inclement weather to decline accompanying him 
he arrived in time to receive good kind tante francoise's last blessing to hear a few words of advice and sympathy when another stroke of the relentless enemy closed the scene the desolation of armand's feelings as he stood beside that rigid motionless form no words could convey she was the last being on earth who really loved him all faith in his wife's affection had long since passed away that dulled cold ear the only one in which he cared to whisper his griefs or plans and now the future that lay before him was uncheered by hope of sympathy from any true or loving heart a few measured quiet words passed between himself and paul the latter awkward and constrained the elder brother preoccupied and indifferent but that was the extent of their intercourse after the funeral which the brothers followed side by side the village notary put a letter in armand's hand which mrs ratelle had directed should be given him after her death adding at the same time that he was ready to read to him the will of the deceased the epistle dated the morning before armand's arrival was written tremulously almost illegibly but was tenderly affectionate in strain sympathizing with him in his unhappiness and bidding him look for consolation to that source whence she so abundantly derived it the hope of a future life she then went on to say that with the exception of some charitable bequests and a present to paul she left armand her sole heir but foreseeing from delima's extravagance and his own thoughtlessness where money was concerned amply proved by the lavish manner in which the large sum she had before put them in possession of had been expended that if the legacy were left them free from any restraining conditions it would speedily be spent leaving them soon again a prey to poverty she desired that armand should only receive the yearly interest of the money bequeathed him for the space of seven years at the expiration of which time he should enter on its enjoyment untrammelled by farther conditions when our hero was again reinstated in his home and related to his wife the details of mrs ratelle's death and the contents of the will delima could scarcely conceal her disappointment only a hundred and twenty pounds a year for seven long years she discontentedly repeated just a little more than the sum we have been starving on why we may both be dead before the close of that time if so it would not prove an event greatly to be regretted rejoined armand speaking out of the bitterness of his heart surely our life is not such a pleasant one it would be if we had plenty of money was the unwomanly reply no amount of money could bring happiness to our home sorrowfully thought the young husband but he held his peace End of chapter 16